Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What all about there, podcast land? We're having a kerfuffle up in here. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's a Danish treat, isn't I it? I think so. It's a pastry. <laughs> no clue. What's happening, y'all? We are back. Hey, we're back. Uh, we. This is a live. <laughs> it well, won't be when you listen to it. Listen it's, to it. <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah, I'm back with seven. It's a live taping instead of going back like yeah, we had to. Yeah. So here's it's the deal, y'all. Yeah. Bless her heart. Mona's dad went to see Jesus. Yep. Um, and I've been in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. So Dan got put in a spot. <laughs> And so we was like, hey, we just got to do a run back yep. because it's it's not been a good three weeks. Except on my end of the last week and a half when I was That's in good. Brazil. Right. Willie! <laughs> Other than the physical harm. Yeah, you know? yeah. The other, about knocking myself out and then yeah. cutting my finger and, and all that stuff. That's the great, greatest thing. No matter where you're at, you're the biggest danger to yourself. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, that is, that is so true. That is so true. So, yeah, man, we had a great trip into mm-hmm. Brazil. Quickly, I'll give you a little bit. We, over four, Dan, you don't know these numbers. Over in four days, we shared the gospel. We think the number is somewhere right at 1,970 people. Somewhere we're thinking over around 150 um, people repented and placed their faith in Jesus. Um, But in the majority of those people were students. Were students, yes. I mean, yeah. So, and here's a great testimony. So we were at this one school, and I am I am sharing the gospel, and I am letting it eat. But this girl sitting to my left, about five rows deep on the end, is just in tears. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, huh, buddy, I'm on you right after this, (laughs) like white on rice. And so I go, and my man, that's why I said Willie. Willie was my interpreter, and he's with me, and we talk to her, and she's not crying for herself. Mm -hmm. She knows Jesus. Mm -hmm. She was crying that some of her friends may never come to Jesus oh, and end up in hell. Wow. wow. Girl was 15. Mm-hmm. Charles Persian said this, before you can be winner of souls, you have to be weeper of souls. Yeah. Mm. And that little girl yeah. was a weeper mm. of souls. That's awesome. Literally tears pouring over, not her, Mm-hmm. Her friends, Dan. If you tell me there's a problem, <laughs> no, buddy, keep going, keep going. You're good. I'm just, I'm a little out of practice. I'm that practice. was probably my highlight, yeah, of that week and a half. Yeah. Other than seeing, and then here's another one. So this we're Sunday, which was a story in and of itself. But yeah. so this pastor that got COVID from that ended up in a wheelchair. Good. He shows up, and so. This this guy Ben, um, I, I forgot Ben's last name, but I called him BB a lot because I know his last name started with a B. This seventeen year old senior at Christiansburg High School is on fire for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, on fire. This is the dude. You're like, wow. And so he's over there talking first, and then I walk up and he's like, hey, this guy's a pa-, and this guy was a pastor in the wheelchair, and so Ben just says, hey, how can I pray for you? And he's like, pray for my health or whatever. This my man Ben just kneels down, right lays yep. hands on his on both his legs, hmm. and begins to pray. Yep. Son, get you some. Right. 
So those were the two highlights of my entire week and a half. And one had literally nothing. Well, neither one really had anything to do with me. Yep. You know, because this girl's weeping over her friends. And I'm like, we had more people with that. Heart. I was about to say, yeah. Yep. And so here's a, and here's a great thing. So then on Saturday, we were at that school on Friday. On Saturday, we did the Saturday thing. And she brings two of her friends. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm like, there you go. Yep. So anyway, so there you go. A little, little something about Brazil. Yep. I'm so by the way, I am Hank Meadows, Pastor Mary about the church. <laughs> got my home slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And got Bean of the oh, board over there. It's good to be back. Yep, oh, yep. Danny boy. <laughs> so good. So anyway, so Mona has dictated. <laughs> That we Throwing her authority well, around. We, it was. we couldn't remember what verse is, but I knew we did 9 through 11. We did. However many weeks ago. That was several weeks ago. And now we're doing verse 12. And she said, we shan't not go past 12. I right. said, I feel as if. What I actually said <laughs> was, I feel as if we could spend the whole time on verse 12. That's what I actually said. It sounded a lot angrier the first time we heard it when the mics were off. Exactly. <laughs> and you ought to read the text that she sent me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. She said, Bozo, <laughs> we're doing verse 12. Some of the Got people it? who are listening know get, get me, together. and they know that I wouldn't say that. Are you saying you didn't call me Bozo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're just hoping to reach the ones that this is their first impression right? of you, and we right. can shape right. it a little bit. Right. Don't listen to them. All right, so you're going to read verse 12, and then you're going to pray? Yep. Okay. Isaiah 40, verse 12. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for being you, being the one who can can envelop the earth with just your hand, Heavenly Father. And we just ask that you remind us constantly uh, of your power, of your greatness, of your perfection, and let us never not be in awe of that. So, Heavenly Father, we just pray that this time would be uh, ple- uh, pleasing to you and that uh, hearts would be changed because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, hey. all right, you lead. Well, I was just going to start by saying that um, I just remember, and I don't have any clue when it was, that you preached on this. Yes. And I remember, okay, so here's true confessions. I hear Hank's sermons twice because I come to both services. And so often during the second service, um, God will just pour out um, a blog post or ideas for a blog post. Um, And so when Hank was preaching on this, I mean, my pen was just, I couldn't write fast enough. Um, And I just remember being... um, just so drawn to the truths that are in this verse, especially even just the first um, two phrases um, about this God's hand, um, just being in awe and wonder that God is so mighty that these truths are said about him, that he um, measures the waters in the hollow of his hand. And I wrote a blog post about it in, in it, um, and it's going to be posted again. But in it, when you think about the hollow of your hand, that's just the palm of your hand. And so all of the waters that are in the earth <laughs> are I not... I visual. I apologize. <laughs> what? I mean, Dan's over here going, Dan should be the one looking at the camera going, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? I, I bet you caught your old hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But that water doesn't spill out into where his fingers are, which then would it would escape mm. and it would leak through. But it sits right there in the hollow of his hand. And so just thinking about that and the grandeur and the majesty of God because his hand is able to hold all those waters. What a powerful statement. Right. I mean, because to us, the waters are what separates us. Right. It, it's, mm, you know, yeah. when you talk about the sea or things in Scripture, it talks about separation. Mm-hmm. And for God to think, I mean, the earth is what? How much water is on, like, I don't know, some crazy 75% yeah, water? I say 75. Is that right? I, mean, I don't know. Somewhere like that's that? what came to my mind. So, so <laughs> I don't know. And he holds it all in his hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, all right, here's a great thing. So that speaks of the immensity of God. Mm-hmm. And yet... He wants to have a relationship yeah, with you. Yeah. Right. This God who holds everything. Right. You know, because I compared it in my sermon, and you go, behold, the nations are like a drop mm-hmm. in a bucket. So you're talking about the the waters in the hollow of a hand. He's measured off the heavens with a span. Right. In other words, so then he just takes his fingers and he, he goes from thumb to pinky. Uh-huh. All of space. Right, right. Right. How and, long does it take us to get to Mars? 10,000 years, yeah. seemingly, or whatever we're going to go there. And God just goes, here, yeah, baby, that far. It's a span. Yeah. I mean, I, I I have a musician fam, musicians in my family. Easy for you to say. Uh, yeah, I can't say it, apparently. <laughs> I mean, my husband's a professional musician, and my kids are musicians, and my daughter's a pianist. And so we talk a lot about the span of our hand on the keyboard, on the piano, and my grandson has very long fingers. And so we've talked about him being a pianist because the span of his hand is so big, even at nine months old. And yet, so, I mean, that's just, we talk about those things, but to think about God's span covers the entire universe, the entire, uh, everything uh, of space. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And it's just, I don't know. It's just overwhelming and, but to think about. So often we don't think he's big enough to handle our issues and our problems. I was just to say the same thing. Well, run yeah. with it, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so my confession, apparently this is what we're doing today. Um, I have this love-hate relationship with with going to the beach and looking at the ocean. I'm amazed by the ocean. Like, it dumbfounds me. But what terrifies me is that I can't see the end of it. And, and all of a sudden, I get a glimpse of how small I am. And it's a weird feeling. I don't. I don't completely, I'm not comfortable with it. I'm that small compared to the ocean, but yet all of the waters of the earth fit in his hand. So it, I was just coming to that same conclusion. Why in the world do we act like our problems, our lives are too big for his, for, for his hand to cover, for him to have protection over? And, and the other thought that came to mind, just going back to my dad, like one of the things I always remember about my dad, he had like, I've got these lady hands. I'm just, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I got, I got dainty hands. He had those like big callous meaty fingers. They were like square almost. Yeah. And and when I was a little kid, like when he reached out and hold my hand, like it was such a feeling of safety. And, mm-hmm. and we act like he can't provide that when again, just, just think of just such a huge size difference in the waters and, and you, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a thing of also this picture of being safe in that that space of His hand, His protection. Well, we we I say all the time we trust Him for our eternity, but yeah. we don't feel like we can trust Him for our daily. Right. Why do we think that though? I think there's two big key reasons. We think number one, He's not big enough, mm-hmm. which we just proved that wrong. Mm-hmm. And number two, we don't think He has time for us. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to waste God's time. 
I don't know how he does it, but God can deal with everybody at one time. I don't I don't have a clue. The Bible proves he's outside of time, so it's not a concern. So it's and so there are people that would say like, well, see, there's no possible way. No, there is a possible way because he's outside of time, space, matter, and all that. And I don't want a God that I can put in a box. I don't Mm -hmm. I can't figure him out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be able to figure if I can figure him out, well, how is he different than me? Right. Yeah. Right. So when we begin to talk, it does say, because I go back to what I said earlier, he is so immense, Mm. yet he loves me. Mm -hmm. How crazy is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, just right now on the earth, there is 8 billion people, and he will talk to me individually. Over the course of time, there's been a hundred and some billion people. And he wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, who am I? Right. I said before, I'm just some redneck peon. <laughs> Yet I'm one of the ones that he died for. Mm-hmm. Those same hands mm-hmm. are the same ones that stretched out at Calvary. Out. Yep. yep. Right. Romans 5.8 will always be one of my favorite verses. Right. But God demonstrated his love towards us. Mm-hmm. And that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right. I know some of you are probably going, well, you just said Christ. And y'all talking about God. Uh, same same right. man. Nope. <laughs> same one. Right. All right, go. Well, um, I did want to read Proverbs 30, verse 4, but one, one question in it, because it also talks about the immenseness of God's hand. It says, who has gathered the wind in his fists? And I think about when you think about the most powerful windstorm that you've ever been in, and we get some powerful yeah, windstorms oh yeah. around here. Um, and yet God's hand is so immense that he just wraps, grabs that wind and it fits into well, his first fist. First of all, who can grab the wind? Right. <laughs> right. There's that. <laughs> Man, we really just need to film this whole thing. There from is every that. Angle. Yeah. <laughs> But but think about not yeah. just I mean if you go to think about what's the most powerful wind there is okay a tornado mm-hmm. right and according to Proverbs thirty four mm-hmm. he can just grab yep. that sucker yep. and number one I'm with you you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so funny story about Brazil we go in there and they're selling in cans I thought it was a can of sardines <laughs> it was Brazilian air <laughs> I'm in the wrong market let me tell you. If you can sell air. Yeah. They were literally <laughs> selling Brazilian air. Huh. On eBay. Single use though. Once you open it, yeah, you right. can't. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, how did that mix go? Is that now with like a, a dude when when last year when Aaron Judge hit his six second home run, there's a dude who took a um uh uh a ball jar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Mason jar. Mason jar. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Air from the stadium where he hit his home run. <laughs> I am a little offended that you got Mason jar before I did. Well, I'm mad. I didn't. All of a sudden, I went blank and I just kept going. It goes, says ball. Why, ball, <laughs> Why would that offend you? Because I, I was you're born not a around. Redneck. Yeah. Come on. I mean, well, do y'all have that up north? Yes. Do you, you? No, you don't. Y'all don't can stuff. Yes, they do. All we use it for down here is drink li- um, liquor. Well, we. I Pardon don't. Me, I have my glass food container. That's yeah. what they call it up there. It's but we also receptacle. go antiquing, and I have bought mason jars. Dan just offended our whole northeast I listing I, people. <laughs> I didn't. I said we down here put liquor in it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, or what sweet we tea. About? <laughs> yes. Mm, yeah. 
Um. So anyway, what were we talking about before we got on Mason Tar? We were um, talking about the air. Yeah. How God holds it in His hands. Right. Um. What to the skeptic out there also that says you can't catch because I can hear if they're mm-hmm. skeptic you can't catch air in your hand. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's why he's God. I was about to say you can't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, right. Now see, they needed to have that. What well, you you can't. That's right. That's right. That's almost as bad as you're supposed to hear beans, not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna that up again. Be back. So I just kind of going along the lines of what we were saying about um, if God's hand is so mighty, why do we not? trust him than to take care of us. And as I was thinking about his hand, then my mind immediately went to God's right hand because we read mm-hmm. throughout the Bible um, different truths about God's mighty right hand. Mm-hmm. And when it talks about his right hand, it's talking about his strength and ability. And so um, just quickly telling telling you verse Psalm 14, 4810 says God's right hand is full of righteousness. Psalm 63, 8 says that his right hand upholds us. Psalm 26 says 20, chapter 20, verse 6 says that in his right hand is saving strength. And Isaiah 4110 says that with his right hand he helps us. And so when we think about the um immensity, the of his hand. And yet with that right hand, he does all those things for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so again, I think it does take us back to that same question. Then why don't we trust him? If we know, if we grab hold of these truths and believe them, that he is able to hold the wind in his fist, that he holds all the water in the hollow of his hand, then why do we not say, okay, then I'm going to trust you. I'm going to allow your, right hand to save me and to give me strength why do we not say that to god and i think that's you know a question that we can only answer within each one of ourselves individually call from pagans <laughs> I'm, i was about to say i'm glad you said we, we have to answer individually i was going to just give one answer well, so go ahead you can do that <laughs> now it's wrong no you can no, do pagans. it no i just think it's because we try to lift ourselves up to that span and the thing is I, like i know Logically, I can't hold the the water of the world. I can't grab air. You can't, I can't do it logically or illogically. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> but at the same time, I want to say, but this is mine, and that's what it comes down to. It comes down to a, a, an unwillingness to forfeit our life and give ownership of it over to God. And so, I think that's a, a big part of it is just this idea that we want it, we want it, but then. Here, this is the problem is on that judgment day, on that last day, you're going to say, but I, I want you to have it now because I want to be with you. And, and it's too late. Right. It's too late. Right. Well, not on that. And this is all the dust of the earth is in a measure. Mm-hmm. Right. And then later on, he says that and our, the nation are like a drop from a bucket and are counted as the dust on the scales. What we what we look at in this life as huge and big and whatever is yep. and God goes, bro, it's dust. Yeah, I was about to say it, it speaks to his his not just his strength but his perspective. Yeah, if I can hold something in my hand, I can see every aspect of it. Yeah, so so he he's not like oh I hope this turns out okay. He sees everything. And right not there. only does he see everything, he sees it from beginning to end too. And he because of being outside of that time again. Yeah, and he is. He's like bro, you're so tore up about this, Hank. Yep. I'm yep. telling you, I got it, bro. Mm-hmm. 
your problems are like dust. Your whole being, yeah. your everything you see. I mean, we look out at those trees and we're like, man, there's some tall trees. And God's going, that's like a particle. Yeah. <laughs> that's What are you talking about, Hank? Yeah. We go, you know, I've been to um, Dubai up in the world. What was at one point the world? I don't know if it still is the world's tallest building. Mm-hmm. And even that, I take this, God's going, bro, it's like a toothpick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And we're going. Meanwhile, I, you know, he... Right. What does it say? He uh, he marked all the heavens with his fan, enclosed the dust of the earth and measure. I can't even control the dust of the Amos household. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why am I going to say, hey, I got this? You know, and yet like, we no. want to question whether God yeah. can handle. I mean, if you're out there today and you're going, well, I, I've been diagnosed with this and you, you've got some bad, a bad report. And you're going, uh, it's a, God can handle anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This book has a whole history of God handling. Yep. You know, everything. Yeah. I've just been enthralled the past couple of weeks, and I've read the story, I don't know, five, ten times mm-hmm. of Gideon. Mm-hmm. The story with, you know, you got too many people, mm-hmm. and and what we talked about last night when, when Travis was talking, uh-huh. um, you know, I won't get the glory. Mm-hmm. And so he, he says, if you're scared, go home. And so, like, literally, mm-hmm. what, 27,000 <laughs> went home. Don't mind left, if I do. <laughs> and, and left like a 1,000 uh-huh. or whatever the numbers were. And God's like, that's still too many. Mm-hmm. You know, if they laugh it like a, if they get it in their hands, they laugh it like a dog. Yeah. They stay. If they don't, they go home too. And three hundred people were left. Were left. And God says, not a problem. Yep. We read of that time and time again, and then that's not even the biggest one. Mm-hmm. They thought they killed him when they nailed him to a tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. And put him in a stone. And God said, Oh, I'm just going to do what I do for three days, and then I'm gonna. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. We have got to get to the point where we understand God is bigger than your sickness, yep. your your struggles, mm-hmm. your uneasiness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just fill in the blank. God is bigger than anything. Right. And you need to make sure that you're you're running to him. And and I think that going back, I'm going. I'm already going to prove myself wrong. I got another answer for you. <laughs> well, no, is that we mistake? We try to put our perspective as if it's God's perspective, yeah. and so we say, "Well, I can't see any way out of this. I, this situation, it doesn't look like it's ever going to change." God doesn't see it that way. You see it that way, and you're saying, "God, you can't change it because I see it this way." Yeah. And then you're like, "Well, God didn't do it. Well, were you obedient? Did you allow Him to work?" Yeah, and and, and God puts people in places like. Apparently, uh, and and uh, like you, you might need. I mean, there you have medical issues that you might need some medicine yeah. for, mm-hmm. or whatever. That God, by the way, God Provides. gave somebody yep. the brain right. to be able to provide right. the medicine yep. for whatever it is. And it may be that God works that way through medicine or whatever or miracle. I, I don't really care how God works. I pray all the time when people are sick and they're struggling, yep. like God through medicine or miracle. Yes. Yep. Right. Deal with this issue. But how many times do we go to God? No, we run to the doctor and we leave the prayer part out. Or we're just like, I'm going to go pray and then I'm not going to do the medicine part. Right. (laughs) It's like the person that was in a flood and they say, God's going to rescue me. And the rescue boat comes by. God's going to rescue me. And the rescue boat comes a second time and now they're up on the roof. God's going to rescue me. And the next time they're on the apex, they're going to rescue me. And the guy dies and they go to heaven. God, I had faith to rescue. And and God's like, I "I sent the boat three times. (laughs) Right, right. So we yeah. just, I, I struggle at times how people don't for, and I, I'm naming off why I believe, but 
God is God. Mm-hmm. We are insignificant, yet he loves us. He loves us. Yep. What a, I mean, there is nothing about Hank Meadows that was lovely, beautiful, worthy, good. Mm-hmm. I had to answer that in Brazil this week, too. Why do, why do good why do bad things happen to good mm-hmm. people? I said, well, show me somebody good. Right. Yeah. And it, it just dumbfounds people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't get mad at me. I'm not the one who set the standard. <laughs> right. Right. God says there's none righteous, no, not one. There's mm-hmm. none good. Mm-hmm. And so yet we think just because, you know, whatever it's, I don't know. It's just God is so big. We need to learn to trust him mm-hmm. more. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that lack of trust, too, comes from the, the fact that we'll say, you know, well, God, why did you do this? Me. Forget the fact that we said, God, don't mess with this. I got it. And that's what got us in this situation. We would say, oh, God, you were like, no, you refused God's help. And now you're having to deal with what you call. We refuse his help or we refuse to surrender. Yes. Yeah. uh, That's even better way. Yeah. You know, it's like surrender your life, man. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say you come to Jesus and you keep doing your own thing. You come to Jesus and you start pushing old self away. Right. What what does Ephesians talk about? I think Mm -hmm. it's Ephesians. Put away the old man. Yep. Yep. Putting on and putting Put on the new man. Mm-hmm. Yep. So many of us want to come to Jesus and we want to have our cake and eat it too. Yep. Now, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> but not when it comes to my faith and spirituality. God says, no, you come to faith. Greatest story. So we had a baptism a few weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And this one young boy, we're getting ready to, to, I prayed with him and here's what he said. I love this. I think the kid is 10. I can't wait to learn more about God. Hmm. And I'm just, I'm like, why can't an adult say something mm-hmm. like that? That's a far cry from give me just enough to get me into heaven. Right. Yeah, let me stick my big yeah. toe in yeah. there to get into heaven yeah. and the rest. And, and I, I'm going to be honest. I think there's some parents that don't want their kids sold out for Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They absolutely. want them just enough religion, quote unquote. Yeah. Or Christianity, let me, let me just step back. They want enough Christianity yeah. to get them into heaven, but yeah. because they don't want to be a Jesus freak. Isn't it about time in the times we live in to have some Jesus freaks? We got yeah. every other kind. <laughs> Why not Jesus freaks? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I came out before I realized I apologize. I'm, I'm just, so you got this God that's so big and so powerful and so mighty, yet our faith is so small and liar. <laughs> I almost didn't look, but yeah, four minutes. We got it, four it's, minutes. but our faith, and that's that's where the the problem. All right, so let me just put a clue. Here's my big thought. So I'll just stop. It was quick. God's not the issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your faith is right. Yep. There it is. God can do anything and everything. Mm-hmm. The question is: Are you willing to put your faith and your trust in the God who holds the waters in the hollow of his hand mm-hmm. that get that looks at all the dust of the earth and says it's just in a measure. Are you willing to trust that? Are you willing to try to carry it on your back? Right. right. That's your choice. Right. I can't carry it. I need the one who, if you go over to uh, to verse 20, 26 there, who created everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just straight telling you, if you can speak and stuff appears <laughs> from nothing... I'm you on your side. Right? <laughs> you got, yeah. If you can die and come back to life, right. I'm on your side. Yeah. And I've just so listen, 
like it, lump it, yeah. I don't really give a rip. I'm a Jesus freak, mm-hmm. and I'll always be to the yep. day I die and see him face to face. Yep. Yep. Run to that. How, how do we follow that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought I had such a good example that you came out there. I was like, no, just kidding. Because it's kind of the same thing. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead because it's not going to get you better. Be ready to be let down. There you go. <laughs> I warned you. No, I, all I think about is this image of, you know, we talk about him holding holding the waters, you know, in his in, in that small area of his hand. What happens if you grab more than you can hold? It's spilled. You make a mess. And that's what we do. We try to grab hold of more than we can can handle. And then we're like, well, how did I get in this mess? Because you didn't leave it to God. Because she didn't trust God. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so when I what I see here in, in this whole section of Isaiah 40, which is why we wanted to cover it, is not just the greatness of God, but characteristics of him that we have to have a handle on. We have to have a handle on the fact that he is sovereign. Mm. Um, Only a sovereign God is able to measure the mountains and his scales because only he is able to um, control and be in, created those mountains, is in control of those mountains. And so uh, only a sovereign God can do that. And so as we look at the greatness of God, we have to understand that he is sovereign over all things. And when we are able to say that he is sovereign over all things, and there are other things too that we have to believe and say, but I'm going to stick with sovereign. Um, Then no matter what comes, we're able to say, okay, I trust you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that just has to be a daily mantra. I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to trust you. Sometimes we just have to say that over and over and over again. But you first have to come to complete understanding of his characteristic to do that. Mm-hmm. And know him as Lord and Savior. Right. Well, man, that was quick. It was. Oh, you liar. <laughs> swear We're you. right at thir- 30 minutes and three seconds Ooh. now. Ooh. All right. Well, let's pray, y'all. Father God, we do love you. God, what a mighty God you are. So many of us. And I'm speaking of myself at one point, have such a small, shallow view of you that, God, we need just to be radically wrecked by you to see just how amazing and immense you are. You could take a hell-bound sinner and by your blood wash them white as snow. There is nothing more powerful than that. And so, God, we trust you and we love you. God, move. We do pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice this morning with me. Hey, hey. I got my main man over there, Jello Bean. Back at the board once again. That's right. <laughs> God bless you guys. Bye, y'all. <laughs>